This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. I'm Bruce, and I'm joined, as always, by Nolan. Good day to you, sir. Let's go, Bruce. It is Gorge Week. It's here. It really, really is. We are actually recording on the final day of August. We're about to round into September, and as we always know, September is gorge timber dave timber it is time my friends and it is time for episode 47 it's time to backtrack a little bit nolan we have a lot to cover here we do not really need to do a prelude or anything like that an extension of this intro to this episode we've got so much to cover why don't we just go ahead and dive into it but give them a little precursor of how many shows and how much we need to get through before we head off to the gorge yeah, well, we don't need a prelude, but DMV needs to play Prelude to Grace ASAP, and they need to do it at the Gorge. <laughs> God, yes. that song is so good. What are they Ooh, doing? Man. man, play it. Fonz, I know you're listening. Fonz, plant the seed, buddy. Okay, we've got 12 DMV shows that we are going to blaze through in one Dave Solo show. So... Let's get this thing going, man. Let's get people psyched for the gorge. They can get caught up on their way out there and catch the best highlights from uh, from this second leg of the first half of the tour, we'll call it. Um, <laughs> that makes sense, I think. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> sure, why not? The first thing I want to say, like, I want to start this episode off by praising and complimenting the band. We love these guys, and they are... They just did a 17-show streak of tour debuts, um, and that's that's pretty good. Pretty good. We'd always love to see more, but pretty cool that it seemed like they made it a point to debut a new song at every show up to a certain point um, this summer, so that's, that's pretty cool. And uh, Bruce, they had one in this first show that we're going to talk about, the first show after Chicago, and that's DTE, Clarkston, Michigan. Yeah, and absolutely shout out to those guys because um, you know, they could 
formulaically just write the same exact set every night like some bands do or just you know hey we're going to play 50 songs and we're going to do set a and set b and here's how it's going to go um and they've decided not to do that for the better part of 30 years now um and they have such a robust catalog that we want to hear all of it and it's a good thing that so far we've gotten to hear a lot of it um we hope to hear even more dmb keep it up for the gorge we love those surprises we love tour debuts songs that have not been played yet especially a nerds that set list watch every night uh, that may not be fair to the band per se but we don't care i mean we want to be involved we care that much uh but yeah yeah nolan clarkston michigan we had the tour debut and actually one of those little libs liberation uh that was last played back in 2018 and that is spaceman and nolan it's kind of a short version here it wasn't much to it i think it was only about five minutes long Mm -hmm. um but, you know, solid version. I really kind of enjoy Spaceman. I've always kind of liked it as far as, um, you know, Rashawn on muted trumpet. Carter does some cool stuff. I've always liked Dave's guitar on it. Um, so I yep. wouldn't mind seeing that this uh, this weekend over in uh, George, Washington. Totally agree. I think it's one of the stronger songs off of Big Whiskey. I think it's cool. I love, um, I love Dave's lyrics in it. Um, the biggest knock on Dave sometimes, or Dave now is is lyric stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. I think he kind of nails it with Spaceman. And this was a pretty uh, pretty out of nowhere debut, and uh, we enjoyed it. So let's yes. uh, let's listen to just a little bit right here. As hard as the day is long See a working man works But when I get home I love the way he talks to me I love the way he talks to me, baby Like you do all I love the way Absolutely. I thought that that was one of the cooler songs off Big Whiskey as far as, well, this is really interesting. It's just so different um, and, you know, is a fun song on the album with uh, Danny Barnes on banjo and everything. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, nothing too, too crazy. I guess the rest of the way there at DTE wasn't everyone's favorite show of the tour, but that's okay. Hey, I mean, every single show, you know, can't be incredible. But off to Deer Creek we go. The Ruoff home mortgage, blah, 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 Noblesville, Indiana, <laughs> Nolan. And we go back to what we were seeing at the beginning of the tour with just an insanely hot start to the show. 
hot, 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 hot. Yeah, Billy's opener. <clears throat> Love that. Then Grace. Nancy's into Warehouse. Sweet. Bringing in the slow jams. And then, Bruce, we have a song debut in Oh Man. I'm digging it big time. The only thing. Yes, yeah. So not only do we have tour debuts coming in this year, but we have song debuts, which is pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if we'll get another in this tour. Maybe we'll get one more um, just because we have now what? I think three, four new songs. Um, And so I don't think that they want to give away too, too much there. But Nolan... We can kind of toot our own horns here. If people will listen back to our preview episode right before the Raleigh show when we were in person mm-hmm. doing a live Gray Street pod, we kind of hinted at this song. I think a couple times in there we said the only thing and would pause before what we were about to say, well, why was that? It's because we knew about this tune can't say why can't say when can't say where those sort of things but Mm -hmm. we had heard about this song and we were very excited to be able to see it pop up here at deer creek so nolan sounded like to me that you really dig this song dig this tune tell us a little bit about it before obviously we'll go ahead and play some of this here um if people have not heard it they need to uh but why don't you tell us a little bit about what you feel about uh the only thing here I feel many things about The Only Thing. One, I was excited to see Dave playing a new guitar. A nice little red electric guitar. Um, So that was cool. It's got a good riff. I think a pretty creative riff. A little harder to tell on the electric and some of the, um, well, the questionable mix that we heard it debuted on on Friday Mm. night in in Radio Land. But um, I think the song has a just a lot of different elements that uh that i enjoy i was a little curious at the beginning like it seems like it takes it a little a little bit to get going and like kind of get a feel for what the song is Uh, the line about aliens made me laugh and then uh i think the chorus is awesome and it sounds like just classic dave vocals like that's the kind of um singing i like to hear from dave kind of reminded me of like a Almost like an 06 tune, like maybe mm-hmm. fits into that same vibe. I also think, I think I texted you, but this seems like a like a crazy 90s like hit single, but by another band. Like it doesn't sound like 90s DMB, but it sounds like a 90s song that would have been a huge hit. And uh, I don't know, maybe this will be their next single. Yeah, I think that uh, you've got a good point there. It could potentially be that. I think that that would be a good a good guess. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good overall summation of the song. Oh, thanks. Kind of interesting verses. Um, some interesting music there. The first time I heard it, I thought it was not good at all. Oh. And I just was not grabbed. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But I, w- I wanted, obviously, on any DMB song, you want to give it several listens just to see, hey, I could be wrong here. There's a lot of songs that I haven't liked and then all of a sudden loved. So let's give it some time. And after about two or three listens, I was like, okay, I'm digging some of this. And the more I think about it, I think that it's going to be a fantastic studio tune because I think one of the things that takes me away from the song is that weird mix of Dave's voice or just Dave's voice live. Sometimes he can't quite hit 
um, you know, your voice gets tired. I mean, he's going at it, at it, at it. And then some of these songs yeah. require, yeah, exactly. Some of these songs require a little bit more rest for the voice um, to hit everything, which is perfectly fine. There's no nothing wrong with that. But thinking about that, I'm like, I think this is going to be a great studio track mm-hmm. um, where the band is very powerful. I think that the riff is pretty cool and driving. It's a better version. I think it's better than she. Uh, so it's something that's you know better than that. Yeah, and. Uh, I think it's a polarizing song too. I think it's one that people are going to either really like or absolutely despise and think that it's awful, which mm-hmm. sometimes is the mark of a good song. Um, so, yeah, you know, true. the only other thing that I could say about it is that I'm excited to potentially see it at the Gorge. I want to see it in person and then obviously want to see it uh, and hear it on the album. So, Let's go ahead and I guess play a little bit of the only thing here, song debut from Deer Creek Night One. I don't think I've ever played this song before. Everything. Then there's the first time you're cracking, you think everyone's laughing. 
you know, people also didn't like BTCS when that came out. And uh, I wonder how they're feeling now about that. Also, love the funk that Tim and Buddy bring on that. At first, I didn't like it. But second listen, I was like, okay, I like what they're doing there. It's And it's different. And I wonder if it'll be like that on the studio album. I hope so. Bruce, the rest of the set is pretty great. The Creek got some good stuff. They follow that up with 41. Boa, do you remember? So damn lucky. That is money. Throw in a shake me. And then we called the next tour debut, Bruce. And that is write a song. And you know you heard it here first on the podcast in our last episode when we made our predictions. We also called the next tour debut correctly for the next night. But uh, write a song. Glad to see that one back in the mix. Um, Solid, solid song for the band. One of their better songs, I think, uh, from 09 on. So that's great. And then you see a little singing from the windows, Dave Solo, um, in the main set, giving the rest of the the boys a break. And uh, then some segues for the rest of the show, Proudest into Satellite. Then there's Die Trying, then Cornbread into Ants, and then a Granny into Watchtower, aborted into Watchtower into Stairway into Watchtower reprised to end the show. And <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, kudos to them. That's that's big time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of uh, stuff there that Almanac had listed out. But, uh, yeah, cool tour debuts. I really like Write a Song a lot. Obviously, Watchtower, we figured that was, you know, that's a tour staple. You figure that's going to come. I like seeing Proudest Monkey stick around. I'd like to see it segue into something other than Satellite, though, uh, just for, you know, interest purposes. I think that it's a much better song when it doesn't go into Satellite every time just because that's predictable. Dave. Yeah. But we move on to night two where there's a little bit more unpredictability. And it starts off, Nolan, with a You Never Know opener. Ooh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Can you get much better than that? No. <laughs> exactly. Well said. Well said. Um, <laughs> yeah, great start with, with You Never Know there. Um, and then we get hit with some tour debuts. Mid-set, you've got Sugar Will. Love Ooh. seeing that back. I think that that should be... You know, another one of those tour staples. Hopefully we get that this weekend as well. Mm. Uh, the Stone right after that. Great run of Stone of Sugar Will Stone. So much. Bridge. Too much. Walk Around the Moon, which we love. Um, I'm mm-hmm. really disappointed to see some fans don't like that song. I'm not really sure what they're missing there. Um, so if you don't like that song, maybe shoot us a... Uh, message on Instagram, Twitter, or you know, shoot us an email because I'd like to understand why people don't like it. Hmm. Um, That's a good point. But that, yeah, I, I don't really understand that there. But it doesn't end there, Nolan. We've got Pig into Minarets and then Lie in Our Graves. What a fantastic run! Um, oh man, I mean, that seems like you're just getting banged over the head, over the head with way, way too much awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe the best uh, show of the tour up until that point. I mean, that is that is nuts. And So that's four uh, tour debuts for the Creek End. And uh, with um, Write a Song, All Along the Watchtower, Sugar Will, and Pig. And, man, you called Pig in the last podcast. And funny, quick little story here. Uh <laughs> My wife and I that Saturday night stayed in and 
wanted to rent a movie and so get on Apple and we're like, oh, look at this. The new Nicolas Cage movie called Pig, where he's a uh, truffle farmer and uses a pig to hunt truffles uh, in in the great Northwest. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we got to watch Pig. Start watching it. As soon as we start watching it, I take a, a picture of it and send it to Bruce and say, we got, or I, and say, DMB needs to play Pig now. And literally as soon as I sent it, they played Pig. Cannot <laughs> make was, that up. It was 30 seconds or less that the DMB hub notification said Pig. And I think <laughs> I got it and then was texting you Pig and then looked down and saw you had said that. And I was like, <laughs> you obviously saw it and just said it. But no, nope. didn't. That was incredible. And we called it. You called right a song. I called Pig. We're calling Stone. I mean, we're calling Spoon and Last Stop for the Gorge, also Dreaming Tree. So just <laughs> FYI, <laughs> one of those each night. Um, yes. But yeah, this was a great version. Nolan, we also picked out that Dave's voice from night two here was absurdly strong. Um, and Pig just really kind of you know emphasizes that if you're nailing pig vocally dave you are on it and he was right then and there um and that's just always such a good thing to hear such a good thing to see uh just really really strong and nolan i think that we also noticed uh we can't go without mentioning what buddy's doing on pig this year yeah you know it, it sounds a lot different to me than um what they were doing in 2018 and 2019 and uh you know, back then it seemed like Buddy was like just trying to trying to play Boyd's part, but like sound way too much like Boyd, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, maybe something was off with the, the tone, or I'm not I'm not really sure. I'm not a keyboardist, so I have no clue. But I, I think he sounds great on Pig this year. Like it is just spot on. Like that is exactly how I want to hear the song um, sound without a fiddle. So, great job, buddy. Uh, Keep it up, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, why don't we go ahead and play a little bit of this pig, because we've got Dave's strong voice, we've got Buddy in the background um, playing some of those fiddle parts, and it sounds fantastic, and it was a tour debut. What, What can't you like about that? So, let's throw a little bit of pig right here for your listening pleasure.
Pig was delicious, so good. And then Bruce, we have a cool, cool encore of Jane and Don't Drink the Water, and that is very uncommon. And we love uncommon. That is incredible. Keep that stuff up, guys. Love the unpredictability. So let's do that some more. Let's do that at the gorge. Okay. All right. Sound good. Cool. All right. Next up, <laughs> Syracuse. Lovely, lovely Syracuse. I mean, one of the greatest <laughs> places in the country. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm just kidding. I have to go there for work, <laughs> and it's always in the dead of winter, and I've nearly been stuck there several times in a blizzard. So not my favorite place. But the band has enjoyed playing there in recent years, and they enjoyed it um, in this week whatever day it is i don't know uh they've played so many shows during this stretch let's see this was on <laughs> august 18th 2021 and they have a, a pantala a wednesday night and they get a pantalanaga pampa into rapunzel opener bruce when was the last time that happened I would have said the last tour. I would have said 2019, 2018, something like that. And I was so far off. It was the first time since 2013, which is absurd. That doesn't make any sense. I could not believe that. It used to be such a staple as an opener. I mean, no biggie. Um, but, you know, if I was at a show and it opened, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, this is great. Didn't realize it had been eight years uh, since it had opened. So that is I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, wow, I, I just did not know that. Um, and I think that will allude to another opener that's later on in this tour that it had also been a very long time and makes no sense to me either. But Nolan, you know, that's a solid way to start a show as always. Uh, funny, give it a rest. I think that that song needs to take a little bit of a break. Uh, but one song that does not need to take a break and I like seeing played more and more and hopefully we get at the gorge is JTR. And it was not just played because Dave wanted to, it was added because of the rain in the area and seemingly the crowd was chanting for it. Smart crowd up there in Syracuse, New York, as they were able to get Dave to acquiesce to their demands. Good for them. Good for them. We've been a part of that as well. And uh, that's a good feeling. I love that. Crowd chants for a song and they play it. Amazing. Especially if you're in the pouring rain, like, you know, throw them a bone. It's an awesome yeah. song, you know. Fans, I feel like DM, DMB fans are demanding because they love all of the music. Like, that's it, you know. You want to see your favorite song? Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah, nice run here. So much to say. Bridge, too much. Squirm, do you remember? Crush, the only thing. Die trying. 
You and Me Can't Stop, Nancy's in a Warehouse, and then another tour debut, The Streak Keeps Going, Captain Bruce. That one came out of nowhere, and it needs to come out of nowhere again at the Gorge, because I have not seen Captain live. Oh, wow. Yeah, we definitely need to make that happen. Um, Oh, baby. Yeah, Captain's a good one. I like seeing that pop up. That is what we need. I think that that's got a good chance, and I would really, really love to see that as well. I don't care how many times I'd see Captain. That is one that, um, that one needs to be played so much more. Man, has that been played again this tour? I don't think so. So we need, we need more of that. It's been a while, Dave. I mean, it's been since Syracuse. Let's go. Bring it to the West Coast. Um, yeah, rest of the show, pretty standard. I mean, you got Jimmy with, um, several of the cover things and Gray Street Closer. One song, Watchtower Encore, and they are out of Bayheim country and off and (laughs) on their way. Um, to Mansfield, Nolan. But before they got to Mansfield, um, Dave decided to do a little something, something special, and invite some people over to see him play, play with himself, um, play Dave solo over in. Were they off Long Island or something like that? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was uh, off Long Island. It was a serious. Wow. Serious. Sirius XM Pandora small stage series concert, Mr. Mm-hmm. Dave Matthews, um, all by his lonesome, and it was streamed on Sirius XM. And uh, Nolan, it was a pretty solid show uh, with some good stuff in there that we really like, but we had one thing that we didn't really like, and Dave didn't really like it either. Chompers, man. God, it was. It, this was a frustrating listen, and uh, actually listened to it live. I was down at the beach, and uh, man, I'm glad Dave had a problem with it. Uh, he was playing, singing from the windows, and talking about the song and how he, you know, his whole spiel about how he wrote it and why he wrote it. And everyone's talking. A lot of people are shushing other people, and uh, Dave very kindly says. <laughs> So I hear the people shushing the people that are talking. So I have a little solution. If you want to talk, talk real fucking quietly. I mean that with a lot of kindness in my heart. Love that. Love it, Dave. You know, I I respect Dave saying that, and that crowd was brutal, and... I think Dave and Tim uh, crowds could take note too. Way too much talking. Yeah, it, it's like, oh, because they're not playing really loudly, you just think it's your time to talk, which this show I think had a lot of big money people, donors to something. A lot of people that may or may not have been the biggest Dave fans. Um, I'm not sure what was going on with that show, but it was just ridiculous. I guess out on Long Island you do have a bunch of really rich um, folks and you know whatever but yeah that was a little bit of a rough listen but Nolan that day was actually the um, unfortunate anniversary of Roy's passing and you know Dave talked a lot about Roy that show I think he played some of you know some of the songs for Roy and in yeah. Roy's memory there too for sure. um, spoke about it before Virginia in the rain mm-hmm. um, I think he pointed out and then as well <clears throat> just during some other points in the show and you know that's beautiful a good good tribute there by dave but nolan we actually have 
a pseudo tour debut here on uh, the Dave Solo show there in the final slot of the show, the lucky number 13 slot. Two step, two step, two step. I mean, if people are going to talk at the Solo show, might as well have chanted for it, but they got it anyways. (laughs) Yeah, so happy for those chompers. I'm sure they really appreciated it. Um, (laughs) Reward them. F off. Yeah, well, you know, my only hope was that maybe Two Step would stick around um, for the next night. So maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But before we get to that, Gray Street noticed a, my <laughs> wife actually. Uh, my wife noticed a, a change in Gray Street while we were listening. And uh, here's our little, our little investigative report. Dave saying, "I live on the corner of Main Street." Feels like the end of the world. And she was like, "Did he just say Main Street?" I was like, "No." <laughs> Yeah. No. No, he said Gray Street. She was like, sounded like you said Main Street. I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. He wouldn't do that. And uh, sure oh, enough, would. yeah, uh, the next night he said the corner of Main Street in Mansfield and uh, went back and listened to the uh, solo show. Yep, he said the corner of Main Street. I live on the corner of Main Street. Feels like the end of the world. No idea why he decided to do this for two shows, um, but we will confirm later in the pod. Uh, he is no longer saying that, so would love to know why he did, or maybe he just got confused. I don't know, but um, <laughs> no, literally no clue. I was like, "What uh-huh. the hell am I here? Why did he say that?" Um, and that's the only—that's the kind of stuff you can only get here at the corner of Gray Street. We. We're that big of nerds that we caught that. So you're welcome, everyone. Well, I mean, literally the podcast is named after that lyric that he'd never sang until Raleigh this year, thank God. Yeah. Um, And then they bring it back, and then all of a sudden Dave wants to change it. Is he trolling? I don't know. Maybe he did that because the people were such just wankers. Or he's uh, trolling us. Solo show. Or he's trolling us. Yeah, he listens. Um, But regardless... If he's going to sing Main Street, you might have to change the name of the pot. Just we don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> but solid solo show. That was pretty cool. It's always fun when we get that from Dave. And then, you know, here they go. They strut on up to Mansfield, and we get a stone opener in Mansfield. And who doesn't like that? I mean, if you don't like that, then, well, go jump off a cliff at the gorge because <laughs> there is nothing too much better than a stone opener. I think, Nolan, you describe it as big time. And this is big time, and it sets up a very solid show up there in Mansfield, Massachusetts. Yes, it did. And friends of the podcast, Derek and Dana, were there in attendance. And uh, jealous of them because this was a great one. I listened along on Sirius XM, and uh, man, stone opener. You love to see it, Bruce. You really do. I mean, uh, we said earlier, can you open a show better than with You Never Know? And maybe... Maybe with the stone. Um, yeah, maybe. And, uh, I mean, they got a, a nice variety of songs in here. Um, but, I mean, really the highlight here for me is, of course, the two-step full band tour debut to close the main set. Ooh, daddy. Mm, 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 mm. Crowd was going bananas when Dave started strumming that intro. And I got to say, it's a... Uh, a 15 minute plus version and just Tim 
Othi Reynolds, Buddy Strong, and Carter <laughs> Beaufort just just did it, man. Tim Othi. <laughs> Is that his middle name, Othi? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Timothy! But, yeah, I mean, good Lord, we've been waiting for two-step. I mean, this is another one that we just thought, I mean, come on, Raleigh, like, tour opener after the pandemic. This is a song that if you play, the the crowd's going to explode, and they finally bring it here in Mansfield. And then everyone's hanging on the edge of their seats. They're holding on to their butts, wondering, are we getting a short two-step, a truncated step? What's going on here? Are they going to segue out of it like they did in 2019? No. Oh, no. We got a full version of two-step. Timmy Solo, some Carter in there, too. Fan-freaking-tastic. Oh, man. Play this at the Gorge. Close the weekend with it. Open a show with it. Play it mid-set. Oh. I don't give an F and D. Just play it. I can't <laughs> wait. That song makes me so happy, Nolan. Um, yeah, it should. we are... <laughs> yeah, and it, and it does, and it will. We'll makes you it. so happy. It makes you so happy. You forget the lyrics to it at my wedding. Oh, I know, but you like to chop up the lyrics and put them in different areas because you made it your own, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, I improved it like Dave version. does with the intro. You made it make sense for the wedding, and I didn't have the paper in front of me. Anyways, <laughs> Nolan, I wanted to point out two things that I noticed here for Mansfield. Number one, the stone had been played five times there. Okay, that's, that's you know. That's all right. Wow. A couple of songs that have been played as many or more times in the stone. When the World Ends, six. You and Me, six. Mm. Um, Every Day, seven. And Sister, the same exact number of times, five. Thoughts? That's a lot. That's a lot for <laughs> all of those. I'm, uh, I'm not surprised. The only one that surprises me is the stone that it was been played five times there. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, you know, then you've got other songs that are played there, obviously, all the time, like 41 and Gray Street, uh, Two Step, actually, have been played there 12 times, just as many times as Jimmy Thing, Gray Street, and 41. Well, the last um, time I was there, I saw a partial smooth rider into Two Step in the encore. So, interesting. How about that? Interesting. How about Grace is Gone has been played there seven times? Don't even get me started on Grace is Gone right now. I if I do not hear Grace is Gone at the Gorge, I don't know what I'll do. I'll be beside myself, Bruce. Oh, I know. I I mean, yeah, I I'll be really really upset for you and for me and for the entire uh crowd there if they don't play that. That would just be ridiculous. Ugh. Oh, yeah. But anyways, good show, Mansfield. I mean, that was pretty solid. We shouted out you know, several of the uh, highlights there. But we're going to go on over to MPP, Merriweather Post Pavilion up in Columbia, Maryland. Uh, friend of the pod, BK, was not there in attendance. What are you doing? You don't live too far from there. This is ridiculous. Are you actually a fan of Dave? We're not even sure. But one of the friends of the pod, one of Nolan's good buddies, Vince, was there, and he gave us a little tiny review, Nolan. Tell us what Vince had to say about this show that we're about to talk about. Yeah, shout out Vince. He wanted uh, wanted us to come up for it, but we were on vacation at the beach. Couldn't swing it. Um, but, hey, next year. Let's do it, buddy. Alas. Yes. Uh, so, shout out Vince. He said the jams were unreal. Loved hearing Seek Up early in the set. And... Uh, we also love that, and the band has been loving that. That has been a, a staple of this tour so far. 
early C cups, not even always as openers, but in that two or three slot, and that's uh, that's a good way to to get the show going. Imagine a C cup with the sunset at the gorge. Just a long, mm. nice show there. That's going to be fantastic. We get so right here, Nolan, early on in this show, Ooh. which I really, really enjoy. They had not played that for a while. I think there was like a 12-show gap. So we get a so right. That's kind of rare. Only the second one of the tour. Hopefully we get that out at Gorge. Nolan, yeah. then we go down the set a little bit and a mid-set tour debut of a cover that we did not really think we would potentially have the option to ever see again. I know. We were just comparing uh, songs that each of us have seen or haven't seen a couple weeks ago. And uh, I believe I I lead in covers scene, which is very random by like a weird margin. And one of them was Time of the Season. And uh, you said you never cared if you saw it. So <laughs> I thought they'd never play it again because Dave listens. He's like, okay, then I'll never play it. But he was like, no, I'll show you. And play time of the season in Merryweather, sure and uh, it's a good song for this DMB lineup for sure, buddy. Um, killing it on the organs on this one, and yeah, I think uh, you know this was an '05 staple, and they're bringing it back, so we'll bring it to you right now. And it's a short version. It's under four minutes there. Um, you know, not like the 05 ones where I think they dragged them out a little bit longer. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of Blackbird that were a little longer. Um, that's another one. That was a that was a good one. I think that they could do Blackbird these days. But time of the season, fantastic. It's good to see that one. Um, and it seems like Dave was into doing a little 
run of songs with the same letter to start. We had at the beginning of the show, Seek Up, Sweet, So Right, three S's in a row. Then here in the middle of the set, we had Time of the Season, Trippin' Billy's The Only Thing, a bunch of T's in a row. But Nolan, um, as we go down the set, we get Gravedigger, which hadn't been played in a while as well. Um, this one had a Carter solo intro, just kind of like normal. Then we get Drive In, Drive Out, where they had mm. an extended intro, a Carter solo outro, which it also had not been played in a little while for the tour. And then it goes directly into Say Goodbye, Carter Solo intro. Very unique, very interesting, and a nice little run there. But drive in, drive out into Say Goodbye. I can't believe the Almanac does not have that as a segue listed out. Uh, You guys need to get on that right now. And if you don't put the little arrows over, um, I'm going to have to have your site hacked, okay? I mean, it's just, this is a little bit ridiculous. Um... And my, I don't know if it's ADD or if it's OCD, something is kicking in. I need the arrows. Okay, I need the double arrows right now after drive and drive out and to say goodbye. And that was a tour debut. Say goodbye. There we go, Nolan. Two tour debuts right there for Meriwether Post. And what a nice little run there with drive and drive out and say goodbye. We need those arrows. You do not understand the arrows add to the show so much. God. God. I mean... Dido in to say goodbye with a Carter solo outro. Give me a break. Listen to it now.
pretty insane right there, Carter Beaufort. He's a bad man. And I like that Say Goodbye intro. It's like once he does his solo, it they just really ease into it and take a while to, to get going and to say goodbye. Um, mm, 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 mm. Really, really, really good stuff. And then a lot of energy to close out this show. Buy You, Write a Song, and then Cornbread into Ants. They were loving that, this tour. Um, pretty cool that they have that as a as a tandem to end shows and then an encore of crash watchtower so that's a crash tower that's a pretty solid solid show from merriweather and friend of the pod jake tapper was also there shout out we'd love to interview sometime buddy so come on let's go let's move on now well, Nolan, one thing I wanted to point out, Meriwether was actually the number one rarity, the rarest Ooh. show so far, according to Almanac. And I think you also made the note that that was the first Crash Tower Encore since 1998, which is, that's pretty cool. I, did, I would not have guessed that. It doesn't, it kind of seems like that that would be a little standard, but that's pretty awesome. Rarest show. But yes, we move on to Guilford, New Hampshire, Nolan. And another friend of the pod was in attendance there. Um... And we'd like to give him a special middle finger shout out to <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Matt Norlander. Uh, Norlander. He, yeah, Norlander. I mean, what are you doing, dude? Like, get get out of here. You're going up there to New Hampshire and doing fun, cool things and not inviting your friends at the Gray Street Pod? Cool, dude. Mm, mm. Just going on these secret missions? Okay, whatever, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we found out Norlander uh, was there for both guilford shows and uh he was there to interview carter for modern drummer so sounds like he got some good stuff out of carter for that i mean he got to interview the goat so that's pretty pretty cool uh so we'll stay tuned for some norlander news whenever that interview comes out um you know one other thing i noted uh from a norlander post while he was there at dave's mic on the stage which is nuts uh Dave now has a monitor in front of him that shows a video feed of Carter. And uh, so on the left, you know, if he's looking down, he's got the mic in front of him, looking down on the ground to the left is a monitor of a video feed of Carter. uh, And then to the right is his teleprompter. So they added that screen. I don't know when they did, um, but that is there now. I'm guessing it's new this tour. But yeah, (laughs) Carter cam. Like, oh, I need a, I need that on an app or something that syncs up with the yeah. show I'm at. Like, let's make that happen somehow. DMB management, come on, come on, come on, come on. I know it's kind of like um, Alex Day. He had like Carter in ear monitors and exclusive Carter and Dave access at the Gorge a couple years ago. He could have had Carter Cam. Who knows? Um, but thanks, thanks for uh, the photos, Matt. And it looked like you were also maybe putting with Carter and Dave. Um, going over maybe the set list it looked like. I mean, gosh, cool, cool access, Norlander. Maybe we'll have you on uh, sometime to talk about that. Maybe you can give us a little, a couple of deets that may even not be in your article there. That would be cool, um, but we look forward to reading that for sure. On to the show. Um, obviously, they knew Matt Norlander was there, so they gave a You Never Know opener. And what does Dave do to celebrate that? None other than screws it up. Uh, there was, uh, <laughs> he said, he said, Hey, look at this left turn Norlander. Eh. And, um, yeah, they, 
got a little confused. I think Dave jumped the gun. Carter was like, where are you going? All right, we'll do that. And then Dave's back over here, and he's like, all right, let's chase you. It was like Dave was playing a little game with the band. See what y'all can do. See what we can do here. Um, but it was pretty fun. Actually kind of funny to hear, and we've got to play it, Nolan. Um, oh, yeah. And I want to hear your reaction to what you uh, what you thought the first time you heard that, but let's go ahead and throw it in right here. My reaction was, oh no, oh this is going to be bad, this is going to be really bad, they're about to just screw this up horribly, and then I have no idea how they made their way back to the group, because they were absolutely lost, and uh, they did, they did, I don't, it's incredible, I don't, I think I said this uh, in our North Carolina show episode, but I, I don't know how they play the song live, I don't know how Dave keeps it straight, um, <laughs> he didn't on this one, but uh, it's pretty funny. And you know, it's like tough. Dave said, Roy would have been laughing at him for messing it up. And uh, I thought that was <laughs> pretty funny. So I hope you guys got a kick out of that one too. Hope the band got a kick out of it, and they don't think we're making fun of them. But uh, we oh, will never definitely do that. not. I, I think that that stuff is hilarious. Um, oh yeah, and especially on tough songs. You know, they do it on Rapunzel sometimes too. But yeah, it, that's the. That's, that's live music right there. Like, that's what's oh, yeah. awesome about it. And um, if you're playing a song like You Never Know, I don't care if you mess it up. I want to see songs like that. I want to see your best songs. Yeah, same. And if they're rare songs, you know, we don't care about that. But, no. Um, you pointed out, and I think this is a great point, Tim and Buddy are doing some cool stuff here in You Never Know this year. Uh, very subtly, you know, they're mixed well in the mix, so you have them mm-hmm. kind of in the background. But they're going throughout the song, but then especially in the intro. And I think that that is, uh, you know, that's fantastic. And we really do love some nice layering of Buddy and Tim. Yeah, like, they just work well together. Um, and Tim almost sounded like a, I don't know, like some more, almost sounds like his playing on Stay or Leave a little bit, but a little more um, subtle, I think, because he's, you know, got some pretty iconic lines in Stay or Leave, but... You know, two raised B songs, so maybe, maybe that's the 
the sound I'm hearing um, going well with Tim. But yeah, they, they just play so well off each other. And we've said that a couple times uh, during the show. Grace is gone, two-step, you never know. Um, yeah, I really enjoy hearing them and their back and forth. They can do it slowly or, I mean, going ham on a two-step. So that's pretty pretty sweet right there. And Bruce... The tour debut streak continues because we have a song debut, a cover debut, and uh, the band decided to bust out Satisfaction uh, after Jimmy thing. They went with uh, Jimmy, I Want a New Drug Partial, into Sexy MF Partial, into Brown Sugar, uh, Bitch, Rolling Stones Tease, and then that into I Can't Get No Satisfaction, and that was all for... A tribute to Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts, who died earlier in the day. Yeah, um, and you know, obviously, when things like that happen, uh, the music industry gets shaken like that with a loss like that. First thing, DMB fans, obviously, before you know, after at least paying tribute and saying you know, rest in peace, like you know, man, that stinks. Um, is is DMB going to cover something? Are they going to um, you know pay tribute? somehow and they did and shocker that was at the end of jimmy thing i wish it would have taken the place of sexy mf i mean seriously get rid of that that i don't understand i mean you're about to pay tribute to someone um a, you know part of an iconic band and an icon on you know in and of himself uh and you still have to do sexy mf right before that just no thanks but a pretty cool thing that they did here you would have to imagine that they immediately, upon hearing that news, were like, okay, we need to work on something. And I'm sure Dave and Rashawn got together and started, you know, formulating something. Um, Rashawn is really good at that. And I think the horn lines um, were well interpolated here. But we might as well play some of this, Nolan. And yeah, tour debut streak continues with that song debut. First time that they've done it. And it seems like it's sticking around as well. But we enjoyed this. It sounded pretty good. We might as well just throw it in uh, right here.
that sounded great. And word on the street is they hardly practiced it. They just they just nailed it. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought at first it might be just like a partial cover, like the rest of the Jimmy outro songs. But um, no, it's a full on near six minute version of Satisfaction. So that was pretty cool. I always love hearing Dave's take on on covers with his unique voice. But um, that was definitely the highlight of the show. Um, not a great run in the main set. Bayou, Shake Me, Funny, You and Me, and then Gray Street Closer, which obviously we like. Um, but yeah, don't need to spend a lot of time talking about that. But these songs grouped together, I think it does it does each song a disservice when they're just sprinkled in. They're much better, but you get a run like that. That's not uh, typically what diehards want to see, especially not at the end of a show. Um, but the good news is Dave sang I Live on the Corner of Gray Street in this version. So we're back on track. <laughs> I don't know what if he maybe, I don't know if he got mad at us or what, but he's he's forgotten it. We're good. Uh, everything is good now. And they got a good show night two in Guilford as well. Pig shows up again. And the tour debut streak continues with the Sledgehammer uh, tour debut. Another cover song, uh, back-to-back nights of cover debuts uh, for oh. the tour. So that's uh, that's strong. Keep that going. And then a really nice run to end the main set, Bruce, uh, which is the complete opposite of the previous night, in my opinion. So damn lucky. Write a song, crush, digging a ditch, minarets, and then stay into ants. That is nice. Very good. I like the stay into ants there. I think that that's a nice Same. fake. You may think stay is going to close, but it doesn't. I think that's pretty cool. Um, when the world ends opener, kind of interesting, kind of cool. Um, yeah, but Sledgehammer debut. I'm not not overly excited to see that. Interesting that Guilford got uh, the tour debuts of two covers um, and no DMB songs. I would kind of imagine that um, there's a reason for that, but you know, whatever. I uh, hope you enjoyed your shows, Norlander. They were pretty solid. Um, nothing too, too crazy, but obviously solid there. And then, you know, we move along to where they're going to head over uh, near Pittsburgh, outside of Pittsburgh at Burgettstown, Pennsylvania at Star Lake. Um, people may know Star Lake Pavilion there. And here we go again, Nolan. This show almost seemingly didn't have a tour debut. We thought that it might not because it got all the way to the encore, but they nailed it 17 in a row there they go um it's right in there but we'll start at the beginning of the show with a big eyed fish into bartender opener oh baby oh baby i'm really liking that i don't know the last time that the that that duo opened a show but i really really like that to open oh yeah fish tender to open i mean you cannot go wrong with that at all i love both of those bartender and Big, Big Eyed Fish Bartender only played two times this tour so far and would love to see Bartender played more um, or that combo played more. But, man, they crushed those. And then they followed up with Pig. So, I mean, that's a fantastic uh, three-song run to start the show, Bruce. And, uh, you know, some other highlights sprinkled in. The Only Thing gets its fourth play of the tour. Mid-set Pantalanaga into Rapunzel and then uh, Samurai Cop pops back up third play of the tour same for Drive In Drive Out yes Yes. it is sticking around 
and that is great. And then pretty strong end to the show, buddy. Yeah, right at the end you get YIM, Best of What's Around, which had been, um, it had not been around for a while. Um, it took a, about a nine-show gap there. And then you've got Crush and Ants to close. That's a fantastic run to end the main set, and the encore was really special. We had a tour debut of I'll Back You Up, which is just beautiful. I love seeing that song show up. Um, it's just a great, great song. And then Warehouse to close the show. Now, this is one of my favorite things, is when you get a song... That is absolutely out of left field to close the show. Um, that is, that would be a great closer. You know, we don't want anything uh, that's not great. But you know, Dave did a little, uh, did a little, um, I guess, switcheroo here. Uh, this was supposed to be die trying, I believe, and maybe Dave just started kind of noodling right on that, uh, right on that note, right there um, on the guitar, and was like, eh, never mind, I'm gonna play Warehouse. Or maybe he thought he was starting Die Trying and started Warehouse, and was just like, ah, eh, never mind, we'll just do it. I don't know. But either way, great, great call to do that. And that was the only I'll Back You Up um, Warehouse encore that they've done since 113098. Oh, Nolan, that is unbelievable. Man, yeah, I wonder what the inspiration was. Uh... To Great play I'll Back You Up here. Well, I would love to know that. Maybe we can get Norlander to interview them again and find out. Uh, <laughs> but, um, man, I'll Back You Up. So solid. It's a perfect E1 song. And, you know, the core four get on that one. And, mm-hmm. obviously, Tim has great fills. Um, so you can hear it playing in the background a little bit. It is, it is solid. And then, um, you know, Warehouse... The Woos are back, and they've only been back when Warehouse is played on its own, uh, without Nancy's attached. As you noted, uh, Bruce, the um, passion intro stays with the Nancy's into Warehouse, and the stop time Woo intro is there when it's just Warehouse, and uh, I wonder why. That's a great question. I think I did see one uh, noted on Almanac that did have Nancy's in the warehouse with stop time, and then the others were not. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Interesting. So Dave's keeping you guessing there on what intro is going to use on Warehouse. Maybe he doesn't know, and he's just like, eh, I feel this way. Um, but yeah, that was a, another solid show there. Burgettstown, they got a good one. That was pretty awesome. Um, and right after that, the band treks over to their home state of Virginia. They, uh, they roll over into Virginia Beach. And Nolan, this is unfortunately the first show without a tour debut. Come on, guys. You go to the home state and no tour debuts. What's going on there? But they <laughs> hey, do get a solid show. Let's give it up for them. 17 shows of we'll tour debuts. We'll there you go. There you go, boys. Yeah. Pat on the back for sure. But the show starts off strong. Nolan, Billy's opener again. That's, a. I mean, a, again, freaking fantastic. Funny. They're liking it in that two spot for whatever reason. There's that Grace is Gone that we're chasing. Uh, we need that out the gorge, guys. Sweet up and down. So, so far, so great. So much bridge, too much. Walk around the room. room. Walk around the moon and then Grace Street. Um, I mean, the first eight songs there, for the most part, pretty damn solid there for Virginia Beach. Oh, yeah. I'd say this is just a solid show in general. Nothing, mm. uh, nothing crazy about it, but, I mean... Not many low points either. They follow that up with uh, Can't Stop, Nancy's in a Warehouse, Lover Lay Down, making its first appearance since Raleigh, uh, Rooftop, 
Don't Drink the Water, You and Me, Why I Am, and then Every Day into Ants to close the main set. And then you have a an encore of The Space Between and Watchtower. So that's just a that's just a solid show. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would be you know fairly pleased with that. It's nothing too too crazy, um, but yeah, pretty fun. I'm sure Virginia Beach people had uh, a blast, and they actually probably had the poster of the tour. Um, that was a really awesome one to see. That was really really unique. Um, I'd like to see one of that caliber out at Gorge, so I can spend sixty dollars that I don't have on it. Um, but after that, they've got. Three shows in a row here, Nolan, right before Gorge. They need to play three shows in a row, and I kind of have a uh, suspicion that they did that on purpose to kind of prepare for the three-show run this weekend. Yeah, that is Dave just taking one out of uh, Coach K's playbook there. You got to, you know, (laughs) you got to prepare for March Madness by playing two games in three days earlier on in the season, so then you know what to expect when it comes to your... Yes. But uh, yeah, Dave, prepping the band for three nights in a row. Rest your voice, though, Dave. I don't want to hear any singing this next week until Friday night, okay? Promise? Yeah. Yeah, unless you're rehearsing Last Stop, Dreaming Tree, and or Spoon, no singing. No singing. Why don't you rehearse 34? How about that? You don't have to sing on that one. Ooh. Um, yeah, but I, 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 I agree. That's exactly why they did that. I think that that's a... That's a good catch by both of us there with the Coach K and Freddie references. They know what they're doing. Dave knows what he's doing. And he really (laughs) knew what he was doing by trolling everyone and going to a festival in Lexington, the home of the devil, Kentucky, by opening the show (laughs) with two-step. What? What? Nolan? What?
shocked. Absolutely shocked. Love it, though. I mean, that is... It's awesome. Uh, it's so awesome. I cannot believe he opened a festival set with two-step. Cannot believe it. Um, I thought the rest of the show was pretty pretty standard for a festival show, but probably one of their better festival sets. Um, has something in there for everyone. And a ton of crazy segues, but like... <laughs> opening it with two-step i love it i'm a little mad because now i'm like well they're not going to do that at the gorge now so I know. thanks you did it at railbird for <laughs> kentucky like railrod me right in the brain right? god i mean it's been a festival for two years and you're get open with two-step for the first time since 2009 okay all right that's cool that's cool but no that's fine love to see mm. it um Love to see it. One thing, um, keep mentioning Norlander because that guy has all the scoop apparently now. But he confirmed from his interview with Carter that they play two step less because of Carter and his age and the wear and tear uh, that two step puts on his body. We've all guessed at it, but Carter himself confirmed it. Um, so, you know, the solution there is, yeah, that's going to be way harder to play at the end of a show. So just open with it. You can just open with it and keep it shorter. You know, it doesn't have to be like the monster that it was from uh, 06 to 2013. Like, it doesn't have to be that anymore, you know? Because, I mean, we got it. (laughs) Like, it was incredible then. Um, It still is. But, like, you know, let's take care of yourself and still, still play it. Absolutely. And I don't want them to trunk it's not truncated. I don't want them to cut off the entire outro like they were doing. And I still love two step and that was cool that they were doing interesting segues out of it. That was awesome. But this year I do like the twelve to fifteen minute versions. You can still get a decent Carter uh solo in there. Um, or if you wanted him to be crushing it over top of Tim, something like that. This was a pretty um extended one. I was kind of watching it on a Facebook feed or something. The sound was awful. Um so I couldn't really tell what Carter was doing there, but pretty awesome as an opener. And, you know, hopefully that doesn't mean that they're only going to play it two times and then ditch it. Hopefully we get it at the gorge Nolan, but this was the least rare show of the tour, which is what you're normally going to get at a festival. You're going to get those most played songs. You're going to get those uh, singles and all of that. But like you said, I thought it was a very solid show. Just, you know, there weren't a ton of songs and there's not a lot of stuff I don't like. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why they've latched on to Can't Stop as much as they have. I think, obviously, they just really, really like it. I wish that was not the case, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you can't win them all. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that they played past their allotted time at Railbird um, in Lexington. So they gave them more than they bargained for, just like Christian Leitner and Duke normally gives Kentucky <laughs> more than they bargained for. Zion and company gave them more than they bargained for. It's just what they're used to up there in mm. Lexington, except for from Coach Cal, where he doesn't give them anything that they bargained for. He doesn't bargain on anything, and he, yeah, they don't get anything out of him. So, unfortunately for Lexington, it doesn't wind up with many titles. It normally winds up in disappointment, um, but not from this show, I guess, from Railbird. I have no comment. No comment. No comment. Silence is deafening. Yeah, no comment, but you can't argue with facts, so I'll leave it at that. And uh, Sorry, sorry, UK fans. We're just having 
fun, okay? You don't have to get all butthurt about it. Um, <laughs> just having some fun here at your expense. You have a show in Lexington. You can expect a couple of Duke fans to make some comments because literally Duke lives in your brains and is rent-free in your heads, and we rarely ever talk about Kentucky, but it's all you guys want to talk about. So that's what, um, that's what I'm going to talk about right now. Nolan, get me out of this rabbit hole. Get us okay. out of Lexington. I, I don't like... Yeah, you're gonna there. get me. You're gonna get me in trouble. All right, so we'll <laughs> we're just... going west coast. We're going west coast. We're coming yeah. to the present finally. But before that, you know the uh, the band closes this show with "Every Day Into Ants" uh, to close the main set, and then a YAM encore. But uh, that is four consecutive shows with Ants closing the main set, and five of the last six uh, shows. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, they went a very long time without playing Ants in this tour, and now they want to play at every show, and we are all for that. Yeah, should have opened the tour. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it didn't show up, didn't show up, didn't show up. It's the song everyone kind of probably wanted, and then they mm-hmm. just—it's so random. I don't understand the thought process there sometimes. But whatever, Nolan. It's time for the gorge. We are just days away. We are right now. We will both likely be on flights. Um, yeah, we will be in the air in two days from now, 48 hours from now. We will be on our way to the gorge. So will many, many others. And so far for the tour, Nolan wanted to give a couple stats. We've got 88 different songs played. Um, I was hoping for a few more so far, but tour debuts kind of slowed down there at the end. Uh, so that's okay. But I'm hoping that we crest. I would think if we got two per night on average at the Gorge, if we got about six from the Gorge, that would be good. If we got in that 94, 95 total songs played after the Gorge, that would be pretty cool. Um, so that'll be awesome. Most song, uh, most played song of the tour so far, Warehouse, which is mm. pretty interesting with 13 nice. plays. Wow. Yeah, how about that? That is surprising, but man, love to see that. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Warehouse, just a fantastic song. So we don't mind if that's played all the time. Uh, I think we can be guaranteed to see that at the Gorge. Maybe they'll play it twice. Who knows? (laughs) But Nolan, (laughs) Gorge time. We've been waiting nearly 20 years for this moment, and it is almost here. We cannot freaking wait. I know. It's hard to even, like, I don't know, wrap our heads around that we're actually going. I don't. It just hadn't really been like a, a possibility for us until now, and uh, or until last year. But now, this year, um, man, it's like a, a huge bucket list, like once in a lifetime opportunity for us. And um, I don't know, it doesn't feel real, and I'm sure it's not going to feel real on the way there and when we get there. But uh, man, I I could not be more excited for this. Um, you know, if you're listening right now, you're probably, if you're going, you're on your way there. So, you know, this would be a great episode to listen to on your drive across the desert of uh, Washington State to the gorge. So, you know, or if you just want to throw it on on your tailgate while you're setting up camp, you can do that. Or you can listen to it from home and be jealous that we're on the way there. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, however, just however kidding. you're listening, just know. The gorge is upon us. Yeah, it is, and uh, it's also upon Rust and Kelly. Um, it's going to be yes. a, a dream weekend for our friend Rustin. He was so kind enough to join us 
uh, last week on the pod. And uh, if you're going to the Gorge, please be sure to check him out as he opens for Robert Randolph and the Family Band. And then, obviously, the Dave Matthews Band on Saturday night, night two. Um, He's got some good stuff. He promised a good set. We'll see. Uh, But no, Rustin (laughs) will be great. And, uh, you know, check him out and check out our interview with him. Uh, You can find it on our YouTube and uh, wherever you're listening to your podcast right now. So, yeah, check him out. Show him some love. And, uh, Bruce, I mean... Have any other thoughts on the gorge? Uh, no. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, just been waiting for so long. I've had so many thoughts over the years. Watching the O2 Gorge DVD when it came out, and you, I think we looked it up. You said it was 04 um, yeah. when it came out. We've been watching it since then sort of thing, and we wanted to go. So it's been yeah. a long time coming, and I just can't wait to get there. It's going to be fantastic to spend the time with my wife, with you and your wife, and mm-hmm. all of the many friends and D&B family that we'll see there um, out in Washington. And, you know, we can't wait to meet everybody um, and just have a fantastic time. A new experience doing the whole camping at concerts thing. Um, We'll figure all that stuff out, too. The extreme changes in temperature. I mean, there's just so much that goes on there at the Gorge that we just I just can't wait to find out all of it. Um, And can't wait to see what the band has for us and just to crest that hill and see the views and just enjoy but yeah we can't wait to hear rustin can't wait to hear robert randolph a couple Mm -hmm. times mavis staples dumpster funk i think is opening one of the nights Mm -hmm. um and hopefully we see some guest appearances we would like to see that um in the dmb sets but you heard Rustin. other than that man he said 41 he said put me on 41. 41 dave that would be pretty cool uh i think i would think we were gonna see robert randolph on at least Bayou, uh, I would say maybe Bayou and Watchtower. I don't know, maybe Two Step. You never know. Ooh, Depends on where they're going to play that step. one. Uh, and then, obviously, we don't want to jinx it, but my mind goes to Mavis Staples on Spoon. Would love, 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 love to see that. Um, mm-hmm. Bruce, is there anything going into this weekend that you want to see? Like, what are you dying to see? What's your top? Give me your top three songs that you want to see. Um, I think I've probably said them multiple times now. Uh, Dreaming Tree, Last Stop, Full Last Stop, um, and Spoon. Oh, okay. Um, that, you did you say know, that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's skipping some songs I've never seen before um, that I probably would still love to see. You know, something like Busted Stuff I think would be awesome. Um, there's, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see so many. And yeah. I'd, but those those three from before these crowded streets really mm-hmm. need to make an appearance. They just need to be played just yeah. about every year. And mm-hmm. it, now's the time. Now's the time. We've been we've had the pan we've had pandemic. We still are having just awful um, COVID stuff going around. So mm-hmm. you know it's, this does not mean that the pandemic's over by any means. But you know we had the no concerts last year, and we've been waiting to hear Dreaming Tree, uh, Spoon. Last stop, like, come on. I think that those just need to make an appearance out of Gorge. And uh, that's what I'm looking to see. How about you? Wow. Well, you know, I've always kind of pictured, um, since watching that O2 DVD, uh, like, Grace is Gone Yep. at the Gorge. I think that just Opening. they go hand in hand. Um, so for me, that'd be a big one. 
obviously I love the ones that you said as well. Um, so I'll throw in Grace Spoon. And then, man, like a nice surprise of like 34 would be incredible. Um, Ooh. Yeah, those are the kind of gorge vibes I'm looking for. Mm. You're right about Grace. Grace with a little uh, gorge sunset, mm-hmm. maybe as an opener. I love that. It was night two opener that year in 02, and it is oh, yeah. one of the best versions. It is so beautiful. I would love that, and especially for you to be able to see it full band live. So, oh, ooh, thanks. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Dave. Let's do that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, I mean, the rest, we're going to say so much about the Gorge while we're there. We're going to have a lot of recording going on. We're not going to forget it this time like we did in Charlotte and Raleigh. We didn't have a lot of time to be doing podcast stuff. We didn't really do the tailgate scene stuff, but we'll be doing plenty of recording at the Gorge. We will have plenty of time. It'll be, uh, we'll be good to go. We'll be set up. And yep. um, if you're going to the Gorge, come say hi to us. Come find us. We'll have the flags flying, right, Nolan? Yes, that is correct. Flags will be up. And, uh, I mean, also just message us if you're there and yeah. you can't find us. Let's find a place to meet up and come to our camp. Or we'll maybe be wandering around interviewing people and just uh, getting a lay of the land, too. So hit us up. Let us know if you're going to be there and, and want to hang. Absolutely. We'd love to We'd love to do some stuff and uh, find, you know, fans of the show fans of the band and just chat chat it up um hang out maybe go do some cave b um other things yes. so whatever even if, if you have any suggestions to do while we're there you know shoot us a message as well we you know we love suggestions um but yeah nolan i think we're rambling on too long here we have <laughs> covered so many shows here we're about to go to the gorge it's time we need to go pack we need to go pack this is getting it's getting crunch time here now so oh, yeah let's get up out of here tell everybody where they can message us about the gorge where they can find all of our gorge coverage for the weekend and um yeah then we'll be on out of here oh yeah at gray street pod on twitter and ig we'll uh hopefully we'll try and do some some ig live stuff while we're out there so be on the lookout mm. for that and uh yeah uh, the Corner of Gray Street podcast Facebook page, and then graystreetpod at gmail.com if you, uh, if you want to shoot us an email. So, yeah, would love any suggestions, recommendations for Gorge activities or Gorge basics, anything to do. We're first-timers, so open to anything, um, any good hikes that you recommend, or just when to be where would also be helpful. So just let us know <laughs> if you could be so kind and... Uh, We'll see y'all out there. Yeah, can't wait. We'll see y'all out at the Gorge, and we'll talk to you next time on the corner of Gray Street. Won't you-